Thank you, Karen. And uh, we're continuing our series of sermons that we call Wilderness Wanderings as we follow the Israelites through their journey through the wilderness. And uh, it's from the moment they leave Egypt to that point at which they get to the edge of the Promised Land for the second time over 40 years later. And uh, we're not really doing it chronologically, we're just kind of dipping in with stories. Um, and with this story, uh, it is just after uh, Moses had been up the mountain, got the Ten Commandments for the first time, he's come down and he's found all the Israelites worshipping a golden calf. And so it's not long after that. And uh, it's, it's an interesting story that helps us, I think, just think a little bit about where is God now for us. Because today it's, it feels like the start of coming out of lockdown again, doesn't it? We've got church open for the first time today. Uh, schools have been back now for a week. And we're starting to look forward to the end of March when we can start to mingle a little bit more with other people. So it feels like the start of something, doesn't it? It feels like we're able to look to the future a little bit more. But how are you feeling about that? For some of you, I know you, you're going to be absolutely thrilled. You're excited. You can't wait for freedom again. But I also know that some people, this will kind of create a sense of anxiety. What, what, what's the future going to look like? Am I going to be able to kind of reintegrate into normal life again? Uh, there's going to be all sorts of anxieties around this, all sorts of concerns and worries. And for most of us, it's going to be a bit of a mixture, isn't it? And uh, you know, for someone like me, I, I like to, to know what the future holds a little bit. I like to be able to be in control of that and plan that. And at the moment, who knows? We've got no idea of where we're going and what the future looks like. And I think this story helps us. This story is an important story for us, I think, because it reminds us of something important. And what we see here is, is Moses having a struggle and he's, he's talking to God and he's struggling with where he is personally in this little bit of this, the journey. And, and we see some of his struggles and the things that he's saying. So we see right at the beginning, he says, uh, Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you've not let me know whom you'll send with me. And you can imagine him feeling a bit lonely at this point. He'd been, he'd been up on the mountain uh, for 40 days on his own with God. Uh, he comes down and he finds that the whole of the Israelite camp had just turned their back on God and were now worshipping a golden calf. It was, it's, it's sometimes leadership like that in such a, a huge crowd can be such a lonely place. And he's looking for someone to lead with him. And so there's a sense of loneliness in, in what he asks. And then he says, uh, he kind of keeps saying, look, look, if I have found favour, if I have found favour. And it's almost like there's a bit of insecurity in this question. That he's unsure really about his relationship with God. Even though God has said to him, and he says a simple thing, and it sounds simple to us, but it's filled with meaning that we'll talk a little bit about in deeper this week. Uh, he says, I know your name, Moses. And that's not just knowing that it is called Moses. If you know someone's name, certainly within Hebrew thought, you know more about them. You know, it's, it's, it's a kind of, it's, it's knowing who they are. And of course, God knows who Moses is. And so we see Moses having this kind of sense of insecurity in his questions there with God. 
And then he says, Lord, teach me your ways. And that is, I think, two things. First of all, teach me the way. Where are we going? I don't know where you're going to lead us. We've been to the edge of the promised land. We can't get go in there because you told us not to. So where am I going to take these people? And then, of course, there's the other meaning, isn't there? That teach me your ways. Teach us how you want us to be. And he's just picked up the Ten Commandments. And he's probably trying to work out, what do I do with these? How do these actually flesh out on a day-to-day basis? So he's struggling with trying to make sense of what God has already told him. So here he is. He's, he's in a difficult place. It's not an easy place where he is. And the one thing he wants is to know that God is with him. And there's a strange little thing in this that at first God says, uh, and some of the Bible translations don't really get this right, because in the Hebrew it simply says that God says, I will go and you will have rest. Not I will go with you, but I will go. Is it going ahead of Moses? Is he with Moses alongside? Is he behind Moses? There's no kind of real sense of certainty. And so Moses says again, Lord, say that you'll go with us. And of course, God promises that he will. God promises in this story that he will go with his people. And that sense of God's presence is the thing that changes everything for Moses. In fact, it's the thing that changes everything for all of us. The sense of God's presence in our life is life-changing, isn't it? It changes how we view the world, our perception of what's going on around us. The circumstances we find ourselves in change when we know that God is with us. And we see that for Moses here. So when God says, look, I will go with you, we're reminded, aren't we, of what Jesus says. Where Jesus says, look, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus' promise is the same kind of promise that God makes to Moses. For each and every one of us, we know that Jesus is both with us that the Holy Spirit is alongside us and that he is also within us. There is no place where we can go where we are apart from God. His presence is always with us. And sometimes we don't feel that presence, and I'll get on to that in a moment. And sometimes we are profoundly aware of God with us. And maybe in this last year, you've had moments where you felt like God was just far away or God was incredibly close. And it's in those times where you feel him close that it kind of changes things, doesn't it? And his presence, God's presence always changes things. And we see here a number of things that, that change because of God's presence. Firstly, God says, I will go with you and you will have rest. Isn't that a fantastic thought? In these days of anxiety, in these days of worry and concern, that we can find rest in the presence of God. And the the Hebrew word has the sense, not just of kind of rest being kind of um, stepping back from weariness and hard work. It's, It's also about being calm. And I love that idea that because God is with us, 
we don't need to worry or be anxious. So as we think about what happens next in this next stage of the whole pandemic journey that we're on, we do not have to worry because God is with us and he's with us because he has promised it. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we know from what Moses says here, that it's God's presence that distinguished the Israelites from every other people and tribe and religion. And it's exactly the same for us. It's God's presence with us that distinguishes us from other people. And we need to think that through a little bit because it's, it's God's presence with us that leads us on the journey that we are each on. You know, for the Israelites, uh, they had the, the profound joy of being led by God by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of smoke. Sorry, a pillar of fire. Day and night he led them. And when the, that pillar moved, they followed. And when it stayed still, they stayed still. So they knew that they were being led by God. And it was his presence that defined them. It made them who they were. Rahana in her piece said before, didn't she, that, you know, that God is my everything. For each and every one of us, it is God who makes us who we are. His presence in us defines our being. The third thing, though, I just want to pick up on is this, that God's presence is always in some way in this world restricted. Because at the end of that story, Moses says to God, let me see your face. Now, there's a slightly confusing thing here because we've already heard that God, Moses met with God face to face in the tent of meeting. And if you want to know some of the differences around that, I'll be talking about that in deeper this week, just to plug deeper. But in this story, God would not allow him to. And so he takes Moses to the cleft of a rock and he covers Moses as he walks by. And as he takes his hand off, all Moses can see is the back of God. And there's a deeply theological uh, statement here about how we experience the presence of God. It is never complete. And often it is only in hindsight that we recognize the presence of God with us in difficult times. It's only as we look back, almost as we see the back of God walking away from that time that we realize he was with us all the time. He was always with us. And we see in that little story as well that God's presence, there's always something unknown about it and mysterious about it. And in those times when we want to be guided and led by God, it sometimes feels like we're not getting what we need. But when we look back, we see that God was in it all the time. God has been with you in this last year. And I am sure that many of you got some incredible stories of God's presence and guidance through this time. And we can look forward as we move out of this lockdown to God's presence with us in this time. As we try to work out what we do personally but through this time and as a church, God will lead us and guide us. God is with you. 
And I'd love us for a moment just to kind of have a time where we just rest in the presence of God for a moment. And we're just going to ask you to stop still where you are. Just to take a big breath again. And I'm going to just invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill that space where you are. And Andrew and I are just going to kind of speak some words over you that we feel God saying right now. But just stop. Holy Spirit, I pray that for all those watching this, mm. that they would be aware of your presence. Lord God, mm. let your presence be known to them right now. We know you are with them. Mm. Let your presence be known. we've said it before it's often hard isn't it when it's a flat screen and we're doing this in our own homes but God is with us and he wants to do business with us mm -hmm. I said at the start of the service that some for some people they find <clears throat> today a difficult day and maybe you've switched off and just thought oh I can't be bothered you know this is your opportunity to say to God I need you I need you right now yeah. I need to be reminded of your love and your grace for me mm. that's good so just stretch out your hand and just say to God, I'm here. I want to recommit myself to you. What are your worries that you've got right now? As you start to think about what's happening next, Just allow God to, to lift those worries, those burdens off you. Jesus promised was his yoke is easy, his burden is light. In his presence, he takes those burdens off us. Just allow him to do that now. Mm. Don't hold on to them anymore. Let him take them. I can almost hear God saying, stop wandering, stop wandering, I'm here. Yeah. And we've been banging on week after week about not wander our wilderness wanderings, our wanderings wilderness, wilderness wanderings. Maybe you just need to stop, mm. stop wandering. Yeah. I think you know, there's, there's lots of people watching us who, who have perhaps been ducking in and out of faith for a long time, ducking in and out of church and never quite settling, always wandering. <laughs> you know, God wants you to enjoy his presence and you don't enjoy his presence by ducking in and out. <laughs> God's calling you back. Mm. Maybe right now you just need to make the decision to say, yeah, I'm all in for Jesus. Mm. I'm not gonna mess around anymore. I'm not gonna duck in and out. I'm not going to wander any longer. I'm going to enter into the land that God has prepared for me. Do that now. Don't wait any longer. Just do that now. Let me pray for you all. Father, I thank you for all those watching this now.
Lord, as they continue through the service, I pray that your presence would weigh heavy upon them, that they would know that you are with them. Lord, I pray especially for those who just feel alone right now, that they would know your presence, that they are never alone mm. because you are with them. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, just move now mm. in the homes of all those who are watching this. Yes, Lord. In mm. Jesus' name we pray.